Sholem Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Jessica Kurzain and Jordan Finken. Jessica is a scholar of Yiddish studies specializing in questions of race, gender, and regionalism in American Yiddish fiction. She has translated two Yiddish novels by Miriam Karpilov after receiving her PhD in Yiddish studies from Columbia University in 2017, she became the assistant instructional professor in Yiddish at the University of Chicago. She teaches all levels of Yiddish language, as well as courses in Yiddish culture and literature, and serves as the editor-in-chief of Ingeveb, a journal of Yiddish studies. Jordan Finken is a rare book and manuscript librarian at the Clow Library of Hebrew Union College in Cincinnati. A specialist in modern Jewish literatures and Hebrew and Yiddish poetry, he's the author of several books, as well as numerous scholarly essays and articles. He is the co-translator with Allison Schachter of the recently published Fredelstock from the Jewish Provinces Selected Stories. Both Jessica and Jordan are alum of the Yiddish Book Center's Translation Fellowship and deeply involved in the work here at the Center. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Great. Um, you know, um, I know it wasn't easy to find times. You are both uh, busy, if not uh, overly booked. Um, so thanks again. I was really interested in having this conversation. I know you had reached out to me about your project toward hopeful skies, and you had me in the first sentence. So um, I thought it'd be great to ask, um, to begin with, if you could talk a little bit about this latest project. The first thing was, you know, as events unfold, uh, began unfolding in Ukraine. It, it just horrific in every level. Um, just not being able to do anything, just watching and uh, not being able to do anything uh, is just a bad feeling. Um, and I had cataloged a little book some years ago now, but the images stuck with me. And when I realized that it was a Yiddish translation of, an, of a Ukrainian author, Ukrainian folk author, I guess, in one sense. Um, I I posted an image to Twitter just as a moment of solidarity, I guess. Uh, and Jessica chirped back uh, instantaneously with another cover from a, another book by the same author uh, in the collections of the University of Chicago. So it just struck me that I, I, I direct a press that does translations of Yiddish literature. I mean, this isn't Yiddish literature, but it's a Yiddish translation of literature. Uh, what if we could put something together and maybe raise some money um, and do at least something creative um, and hopeful uh, and give uh, something um, uh, productive to that um, effort at uh, rebuilding at some semblance of, of um, a normal life. So I was um, I was teaching a course at the University of Chicago on modern Jewish history, and um, when the war broke out, I was teaching the course and was trying to figure out sort of how to teach, continue to teach this course in a way that would um, uh, help the students understand the relevance of Ukraine to modern Jewish history, and. Um, I routinely take my students to the special collections at the University of Chicago to just show them what's there. Uh, and so I had selected just a, a 
broad assortment of things for them to look at that were different kinds of materials, some things that were religious, some things that were secular, um, you know, children's literature and um, things that were from Chicago, just sort of try to give a, a variety of, of uh, artifacts. And this happened to have been one of them, which was this Yiddish translation of a piece of Ukrainian literature, which I sort of threw in there to, to demonstrate a kind of um, multilingual, vibrant world, give them a sense of like, that it wasn't all, you know, um, Tevye in the shtetl, but that, you know, there were sort of children reading literature. Um, and so um, I had selected that before the, the full-scale war broke out, but we were in the special collections and I saw it and it was, there was something really straight. They're just beautiful images. And also the colors are so bright. It was, you know, felt very hopeful, um, especially in that grim moment. And so I put them on Twitter uh, and and found uh, my uh, um, the shared connection to to Jordan. Um, and Jordan and I know each other from the translation fellowship. So it was um, really wonderful to be able to connect over translation together um, as people who you know first got to know each other over translation. Uh, and I also was feeling this kind of um, Jordan's suggestion of turning this book, this these books into a translation a volume for uh, to benefit refugee resettlement um, really was empowering for me. It maybe made, made me feel like there was at least something, you know, my skills could be could be useful or could be, you know, uh, helpful. My sister happens to work for Hyas, which is, uh, I think, why we we ended up uh, deciding on Hyas because I, I know a lot about what their activities are um, and and that they would be uh, responsible caretakers of the of the funds that we raise. We're like so many organizations, um, you know, the the center has tried to do what they can, um, and highest was what we suggested for one of our um, donations for a program. And, you know, I think that, and we'll get a little bit into the book in a minute, but, you know, so quickly, so many scholars, translators, just our members, everybody, um, our staff, began to unearth and, and make the connection with the really strong roots of Yiddish in Ukraine, um, uh, both writers and as, as a subject matter in terms of place. And this goes so far back. And also um, in terms of all that's happening currently with scholarship in Ukraine. And I know, Jessica, early on, you reached out to us about somebody who's involved in this project. I wonder if you can speak a little bit about this and, and how people are coalescing around this in ways, you know, doing whatever can be done to help. Yeah, so this, I think this project is part one of, of many um, projects to raise funds. One that, you know, really stands out to me was this 12-hour uh, Klezmer concert, Self by Ukraine, that um, that raised funds uh, across the Klezmer community. Uh, and so there's really, and, and this was when we were working on this project to begin with, it was around the same time. It just takes a lot longer to put a book out than, than uh, some other maybe more faster, faster moving projects, which I think is good. I think it's good to have projects at various times because there's still an incredible need. Um, and I think, you know, when the, when the false care war first broke out, there was so much uh, public attention, media attention. There were a lot of uh, fundraising efforts, and I hope that those things don't wane. 
Uh, so it, I think it is good, the timing of this, of this book. Um, we, yeah. we should mention, um, uh, Jordan, you didn't, your press is, uh, and why don't you pronounce it? Because I would say Natus <laughs> Press or... Not it's Natus Press. press. Natus Press. Yeah. <laughs> I say Natus, you say Natus. Right. Um, and it is coming together really, really quickly. Um, I, you know, hats off to you both for that. So tell me a little bit about the process. How did you select the work and who's working on it? Um, well, uh, the first book um, I we had in our collection, the Yiddish translation, and the other book uh, Jessica had in in uh, University of Chicago's collections. Yeah. So that's how we divvied up the the translations because we we had easy access um, to those uh, to those materials. Um, and the thing about the books is they were printed in the twenties. Um, in, well, the original Ukrainian ones were printed in the 20s um, in um, uh, uh, Kyiv. Um, and the Yiddish translations in Minsk, probably very shortly thereafter, they used the same uh, illustrations. Um, but they're on their small format, they're stapled, they're on very thin paper. Um, and there's something, so they're ephemeral. In, in a very real way, in point of fact, the reason that we we had to read back translate uh, the Ukrainian for the second book was that we couldn't find a copy of the original. While we knew it existed, we couldn't find an, a, a copy. Um, and there's there's something poignant about the delicacy um, uh, of these books, both figuratively and literally. Um, they are a delicacy because they're just gorgeous, but they are very delicate things, but that they were printed at a time when this was expensive and the, the, this was the best they could they could do, but there was a, a need to produce children's literature. Yeah. Like that, that is the, the, to me, the most striking bit about this is that both cultures uh, had such a strong passion uh, and drive to produce works of children's literature specifically. Um, and beautiful children's literature and fun children's literature. That that's why we thought of this um, as toward hopeful skies because um, it's that hopefulness of children's spirit that I think is essential. Right, and and at a time of of enormous violence and upheaval in the region, you know, in the, in the 1920s. So. Um... To, you know, to think about these pamphlets, these really fragile books surviving and being important. And who knows how many copies there were. I wonder if there were as many or about the same number as the copies that, that we're producing now. It really is not. These weren't sort of like, um, I think, probably very widespread publications. Um, and yet somehow we both ended up, you know, be, having access to them, which was um Really lucky. I'll say a few words about the person who did the back translation uh, and how how I connect with her because I think it's kind of part of this story about sort of scholars stepping in to try to do some activism uh, on behalf of people in Ukraine and also this idea of a kind of global Yiddishist community. Uh, Oksana Sherba, who did the back translation, who translated one of the books from Yiddish to Ukrainian. Um, is a scholar, an independent scholar who, at the time that the full-scale war broke out, was living in Ukraine. Um, and I had never met her before, but um, one of my colleagues, Ana Torres, 
uh, was very involved in connecting to scholars in Ukraine and trying to um, bring attention to their work and also give them opportunities to speak over Zoom and get compensated for speaking over Zoom uh, in a variety of different places while they were trying to uh, figure out how what what their next steps were and whether they would be able to uh, leave or where they would go next. And so Oksana uh, was among those the people that she brought to the University of Chicago via via Zoom uh, to give a lecture and then also to come to our Yiddish Tish and talk to us about her translations of Ansky. And um, she's a really you know, incredible person, an incredible scholar. She's from Kyiv um, and she went to the University of Haifa and um, she's she translated a number of works of Jewish authors into Ukrainian, including Ansky and Sholem Aleichem and Isaac Bashevis Singer um, and has, has done a number of different kinds of projects uh, to get dedicated to the Yiddish revival in Ukraine, like translating Yiddish folk songs. Um, and so she was a really ideal person to take this on. And she did it so fast. It was like, I sent it to her and a week later we had these translations, which I think gives a sense about how um, I think meaningful it was for all of us to be involved in this project. And I really have a feeling that there was something we could we could do it's um it's great that you were able to yeah connect all the dots as it were. Um, tell me a little bit more about the book's presentation and when when it's available and and who where people can find it. Uh, it's available now. Um, it is um, Nidus Press uh, obviously it publishes it, um, and it's available through its distributor. But I believe ISD. Uh, but I believe it is also available on Amazon. So um, there are a number of ways that you can. Um, uh, yeah, I think also Detour Books is selling it. If people know about that small um, online store, um, so there should be various ways on the internet. And, and um, I would, I'll just inject that um, shop.yiddishbookcenter.org if I can make the the plug there. Um, but we, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that we've got it in stock for you as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's in terms, of, in terms right? of presentation, we're presenting yeah. it uh, trilingually. So on one side of the page are the illustrations, the original illustrations, which we had scanned by the libraries. Um, and I should say many thanks to the librarians uh, at the University of Chicago and at HUC who made that possible, Jordan among them. But, um, and um, so we have the, the original images and then on the other side, um, the three languages side by side. Um, and again, it's $15. The proceeds go directly to HIAS. Yep. Um, great. So were you surprised at how quickly this came together? I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as soon as I I mentioned the idea to Jessica, um, she jumped at it, and I think within a week we had we had drafts of this of the text, and really it was uh, and the our designer, the book designer, um, who is fantastic um uh volunteered a lot of his time um to get that to to bring our costs down so that every everything could go towards what it was meant to be 
Um, and really the the longest part was getting it printed <laughs> because the weird thing about book production now and these uh, supply shortages is and not a lot of paper out there or it's hard to get your hands on paper which you know producing a book that's kind of important so um, but I will say that the second part of the project um is to get the word out because the project is only as successful as the number of people who buy the book uh and that I think um is I think we're we're starting to do it but I think it is a, a challenge to figure out how to get this message out there so thank you for um for including this in your podcast absolutely I'm delighted to share it with um with our audience and also yeah, to make sure it gets in the hands as Hanukkah approaches, it's a wonderful gift. Um, it's got a lot of resonance and also, as you say, hope for the future. The, the supporting um, those efforts is hugely important. So um, thank you both for your work. We look forward to welcoming you to the center. You're always involved in various and sundry things. I think I'll see you this coming weekend um, and, and again on many fronts. So thanks. Keep up the good work and, and all the discoveries, because that's truly also um, what's so incredible about the work that you are all doing. You keep unearthing things and doing things with them in ways that we never could have imagined. So thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli. Until next time, be well and be healthy.